0: Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Guys, I am excited. You want to know why? Yes, this will be the first of a multiple-part series that will focus on what, in my humble opinion, was one of the best television series ever made, The Twilight Zone. Each one will focus on the psychological and sociological messages and areas of thought that this show kind of snuck in to all of our living rooms since its original airing from 1958 to 1964 and from the next decades after decades of people like me that caught it through syndications. Now, for this show's purpose, I'm a purist and will only be handling the Rod Serling years. I honestly haven't ever given any of the newer versions of this show or the movie a chance. The old and the original was just too classic. I can't do it. So we are sticking with those for this series. Now, this episode is called And Justice for All. And I'm torn between telling you everything with huge spoiler alerts if you haven't seen them. But I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to set up the premise and then let you have the enjoyment of seeing it for yourself if you choose to do so. Now, this time, we're going to make reference to these episodes Piano in the House, The Jungle, The Mirror the Rip Van Winkle caper, the 16 millimeter shrine, the masks, death's head revisited, and the obsolete man. All of these have justice as a common theme. Some hit harder than others, but all of them are super. Now those getting served in these episodes are a terrible, cruel theater critic, the mastermind of a hydroelectric dam who because of him, native African people will be displaced. There's also four thieves. Another one is a dictator, some horrible gold digging relatives and a Nazi commander from the Holocaust. Then there's the one where the person got what they deserve but not because they were bad. They just got what justice they always longed for And we're going to get to that one shortly as well. But why is it that we all feel a certain collective deep breath when someone awful is put in their place or it feels as though a wrong is righted, especially on television or in the movies? Well, psychology today helps us with this. It states that revenge as a response to injustice has a long literary history, whether it's Uh, Odysseus slaughtering the suitors who's taken over his home, the theme of revenge has never lost its luster. Even if it's the Corleone family, countless contemporary variations in movies and books from highbrow to lowbrow attest that this is very popular. From Hamlet to Carrie, the pulsing energy of revenge keeps us spellbound. But revenge doesn't just animate fiction, of course, killing is often justified by murderers as, quote, necessary revenge, along with other heinous acts, which are supposedly given more gravitas by their history of provocation. Still, a major study showed that while participants thought they'd be better and feel better after getting or exacting revenge, researchers found just the opposite. It wasn't just that punishing the transgressor didn't provide a real release, but that it in itself, in fact, made participants focus on and ruminate about both the transgressor and the transgression even more now, especially if the person had taken revenge rather than simply witnessing it on their own. It just seems different, though, when we're detached from it and when we see it in a movie or when we see it on television. Seeing justice in a Twilight Zone feels good because we didn't get wronged, nor did we feel the need to right the wrong. We were just watching a wrong get righted. For example, in Piano in the House, the lead character is so cold and terrible in his desire and joy in seeing people be vulnerable that when he himself becomes vulnerable, we are just ready for it. We were waiting for this. In the episode The Jungle, a person not caring about indigenous people's lives as much as a business venture, it it prepares us to see some comeuppance. In the episode The Mirror, the lead is a dictator that orders mass executions of prisoners that he's declared to be enemies of the state. kind of interesting this one by the way is peter falk in this role it's hard to make him unlikable but they pulled it off as did he as an actor another episode the rip van winkle caper you had four bad guys when they are gone not only are they gone but their experience proved worthless and you're expecting that the masks dude this is an episode to savor, just trust me. Uh, in Death's Head Revisited, a former Nazi commander has learned nothing and has taken no responsibility for his cruelty. And at, at the end of it, he got the other end of justice. And finally, perhaps the king of the Twilight Zone actors maybe tied with Jack Klugman. Burgess Meredith hands a bad man what's coming to him hands it to him gently and makes a huge sociological and psychological point about how things are all subjective at least in foxholes now the psychological science site explored two theories for why the concept of revenge could be satisfying the first is known as what's called comparative suffering now this is the idea that simply seeing an offender suffer restores an emotional balance to the universe. Now, if this were the case, then victim of wrongdoing who learn of an offender's misfortune should feel equally satisfied whether or not they were personally responsible for that misfortune. The the second theory is what's called the understanding hypothesis. Now, this holds that an offender's suffering is not enough on its own to achieve truly satisfactory revenge. Instead, the Avenger must be assured that the offender has made a direct connection between the retaliation and the initial behavior. This happens in every single one of these Twilight Zone episodes. They all see that they were wrong, and that's probably the most satisfying part of the justice that they receive from us, the viewers, to watch. I mean, this makes them all delicious viewing. Of course, so does the writing, the directing, and the acting. Now, the article continues in part by saying that pervasive as this revenge instinct may seem, modern civilization can feel fortunate that resisting the urge to retaliate is even more common. Thank goodness, right? The decision to forego vengeance is not necessarily born of human kindness. On the contrary, a lot of times what happens is we're rational. We weigh the adaptive benefits of revenge against its potential costs, from the potential for retaliation to the severance of important relationships. So more often than not, in today's world, the scale is going to tip in favor of forgiveness more than it does revenge. Now, that is a scientific study. I like that scientific study, and I certainly hope that that scientific study is true. Now, the last one that we're touching on is the 16-millimeter shrine. Now, At the end of this one, Barbara Jean Trenton is a character played brilliantly, by the way, by the actress Ida Lupino, and she gets what she deserves but in a really cool way, in a good way. I highly recommend that you check that one out. So there you have it. This is just a little sample of what's coming. I managed to cover the episodes without giving away the endings. And that was really hard because that's the exciting part. But the cool thing is that sociology and psychology abounds in this classic television show. And it's, it's totally accessible to us today. So I'm gonna go ahead and close with the partial Rod Serling line from the 16 millimeter shrine. To the wishes that come true, to the strange mystic strength of the human who can take a wishful dream and give it a dimension of its own, it can happen in the twilight zone. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, The Twilight Zone and Justice for All playlists. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast The Twilight Zone and Justice for All. So let's get into our tracks together. Track number one, It's all over now, baby blue. Now, of course, you know that's a Bob Dylan song. He wrote it, but the version I have on here is the one that Van Morrison sang. It's the 1966 version by the band Them. Also, if you happen to be a fan of Beck, you're going to notice that he samples this song very heavily on one of the tracks on his Odelay record. Number two, Public Enemy with You're Gonna Get Yours Now, if you were ever considering messing with Chuck D's Oldsmobile, this song will strongly discourage you from said behavior. Track number three, Jump Into the Fire by Harry Nilsson. Number four, Anthrax with Caught in a Mosh. Number five, James Brown, yes, with the full seven minute and 49 second version of The Payback. Number six, People Don't Get What They Deserve by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Number seven, The Beatles with I'll Get You. Number eight, Taste of Blood by Mazzy Star. Number nine, The Stranglers with You'll Always Reap What You Sow. And number 10, from the album OK Computer that we featured on a Psychology on Vinyl episode a while back, we've got Radiohead with Karma Police that is our new playlist again you can find this playlist really easily on spotify just type in refresher podcast the twilight zone and justice for all hey i wanted to pass something awesome along to you all out there did you know that having a plant around can actually be psychologically good for you well with that i want to tell you about a great company called leafy this is such a cool idea they offer plants to help brighten your atmosphere psychologically. And and don't get me wrong, this isn't just plant sales. You can find that anywhere. Here's what they do that's unique. They provide a pot that comes with a wick and a reservoir. In other words, it makes your plant really easy to care for. And they provide the plants and soil too, if you'd like. But here's the concept, take it with you. It can stay with you in your car. It can stay with you at work in the cup holder of a backpack. If it's really hot right now, like it is where I am, they have succulents. It it not only creates a nice refreshing atmosphere, but can provide both the aforementioned psychological benefits, as well as a pretty cool icebreaker to start a conversation. So go and check them out online. It is Leafy, listen super carefully. It's spelled L-E-A-F-V-E. And you can find them at leafve.com. Please be sure and tell them that the Refresher podcast sent you. And check this out for listenership diversity. This past report demographically this week tracked new listeners in two places. You ready for this? Number one, Littleton, Colorado in the United States. And number two, Dubai. How cool is that? It just reminds me that this show simply would not exist without you. It's a word of mouth vehicle. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be great. You could even do so at our website. Just go to www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. But listen, whether you decide to contribute or not, just please feel free to listen to this show and enjoy this show anytime that you want. It is yours. As always, I am proud to say, I am honored to say that the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and check this out. It was written by Mr. John You Take that to the bank, dude. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.